Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy. I am your host, LB Duchess, with guest host Shelly Bennis, lady around town, brown builder, and people count connector. And today we are chatting on a savvy start to the year and cold weather savvy tips. Which we need today. Oh, good Lord. We need it. And it's it's so unusual for us to be talking. We should have been talking about this like in October or November, right. but of course it's February and we're talking about it. So uh, stay tuned to hear some uh, reminders of things maybe you did know, your parents told you you forgot, maybe you never knew them and you should probably practice them. Mm-hmm. Today's show is brought to you by Sweet Lounge and Michael Florentino Sellers. Thank you, Sweet, and Michael Florentino. We love that. And speaking of Michael Florentino, they are going to be our first on-air tasting for the night. You'll find them in the heart of the Warehouse District in Woodenville and a new location opening up soon in the Seattle Soto area. Um, The Seattle Soto area is also where Michael Florentino, a.k.a. Brad Sherman, um, is opening. He's got his own label, private label. It's called Sherman. He's had it for several years. And so this will be the first time that you'll be able to buy Sherman as walk-in off of the street when they open the the, uh, store down there. So this first one that we're drinking, we get a chance to try. It's called, it's a 2015, it's called Tank. Um, And it is Basically, what the tasting notes are reading is it's bright Bing cherries and raspberry aromas. The flavors are deep with black currant, cardamom spice, and a hint of charcoal. Smooth with a long, lingering finish. Mm-hmm. Now, Brad has um, always done more Spanish and Italian type wine. So if you're looking for a fantastic local boutique winery, they are a great place to check out. Um, and boutique wineries always create more, I think, conversation when you're having social events at home and Absolutely. even when you're taking it as a guest. Absolutely. So cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so tell me what you think um, while Shelly is tasting it. The blend on this one is a Cab Saw 44%, Merlot 44 and Malbec of 12. Definitely the deep, definitely cherry. Yeah. Definitely a little chocolate. Um, it's pretty, for something called the tank, it's light and bright, which yeah, is interesting. It's a little bit brighter. I mean, there's a little, for me, there's a little bit of, of depth on the back a little mm-hmm. bit of, of heaviness on the back and i think as it gets older and older it's one of those that's going to lie down and just yeah. be this beautiful right although i don't know that i let this lie down no, for very long. no, no. <laughs> i think you just drink this one <laughs> it's delicious it's based out of destiny ridge vineyards um and the ava is horse haven hills thank you again mr michael florentino for um being our sponsor for our first on-air wine tasting all righty so it is Okay, so maybe it's not the new year, new year. <laughs> maybe we're into February. Well, it's, today is the first day of the lunar new year. So okay, so we're going to run with that. Year. Happy so lunar new the year. year of the pig. Of the pig, I saw that. Yeah. So happy lunar new year for those who celebrate. So I guess this is perfectly appropriate then. Yes, absolutely. So with that, a savvy start to your year, which is brought to you by Seattle Wine and Food Experience. You can check out this event on February 21st through the 24th. Details are on our events page, Socially Savvy Seattle Events and Entertainment. Um, so as with any beginning to any year, you're always thinking about how can you make your experiences, you know, what do you want your focus to be? How can you make your experience for the year better? Um, and with that, I wanted to kind of chat about focusing on being socially savvy or what that means to people so that when you go out and you're at these events and you're trying to be your best socially, 
what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And like anything, if you're going to do it well, any professional will tell you, whether it be an athlete or a musician or um, a CEO, they'll tell you, go and prepare it. You know, you want to have clear ideas of what you want and what you need. And so here's our take on that. Yeah, so we can talk about what the importance is of defining what you want for your social experiences for the year. Like many of us, we all have busy schedules, and a lot of us have busy social schedules. So it's intermixing those two together. Um, and how that looks to you. Is it for you to meet new people? Is it to support charities? Is it to uh, be a better guest, make an impact? Uh, whatever it is you decide, write down two or three things that you can review each time you are going to a social event so that you can get or give what you're looking for out of the event. There are thousands of events in the Seattle area. We are so fortunate are to very, live in a community fortunate. that you can be philanthropic or you can just be social or you can do a combination of both. But it is important to know the basically the ABCs of attending an event and the yeah. ABPs, the always be prepared, <laughs> yes. but also always be courteous. Yeah. And there's just lots of little hits hints and helps that you can do for these when you go to these things. Well, and I think it really helps when you're talking about um, defining, it's knowing, you know, of course, I'm going to go out because I, I really enjoy people. All right. So you really enjoy people, but what, do you want to get invited back? Right. If you want to get invited back to a certain group of people, then you need to have a certain understanding and comprehension so that you're accepted. And it's, this isn't so much about rules and regulations. This is about giving you helpful tools and reminding yourself of why you're doing these things so that you stay on right. track. Cause it's so easy for us to get off of track. Right. And one of the easiest ways we get off track is drinking too much, but we'll get there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, the second point in making sure that you're very prepared for when you're going out is really read about the event. Uh -huh. Um, whether it's a school fundraiser or a friend's 50th birthday, make sure to read through the entire event information page. And I know this can be daunting sometimes, you know, especially if it's a, a marketing page, you know, right. somebody who puts on events every week, maybe every couple of days, could be a lot of details, but those details are important. They put those there for a reason. It's not because they're trying to, you know, make you read a book. It's because each of these details really feeds into the why of they're doing the event. Absolutely. You know, is it going to feed into the ambiance of it? Is it going to feed into um, what's expected of the people? There are some events that when you show up, you're actually expected to participate. Mm -hmm. There's other events when you show up, you're expected to sit there silently and enjoy. Right. Um, and I think you have to show up ready to understand that. Um, also, some of the other information that you're going to find when you're reading through those events are important information like how to, to be prepared, like in parking. Right. Are you parking? Is there valet parking? Do you have to park a half a mile away? If so, a woman in heels is going to want to know that. Um, any situations, any restrictions, and attire, to name a couple of things. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, with that, do your homework. I, I'm thinking of an example of I got invited to this amazing 50th birthday party that's coming up this weekend, and the hostess is doing this incredible job preparing this event for her husband. And she sent out an ask for all of us. And it's something we all can do that are invited to this party because we know the person that's receiving this gift 
very well. She she invited only close friends, but Love she that. is spending so much time, almost to the point of begging people to write something about this person or send a picture because she wants to put together this really great book. This is somebody who can have or buy anything that they want for themselves, but she wants to create these. Something completely unique yes. and amazing. And so it is. It's, it, it really falls into what LB was saying is you need to read through the entire invitation or any follow-up RSVPs that you get to make sure that you're helping to make the hostess feel like she's done her job to not only give the recipient a wonderful event, if it's for a recipient or if it's for a group of people, but the fact that you're also prepared when you get there because you don't want to be the one, the only one standing there going, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to Can send Can I tell a you picture. how often I hear I didn't know? <laughs> now, the other thing is on the flip side, if you do find yourself in that situation because maybe you didn't read through it all the way, I mean, I get it. Maybe yep. you've got a three-year-old and a child yep. you are reading through it, you thought you got all the way through it, and they went right in one direction and you forgot. Right. Totally get that. If something like that does happen, be gracious. Don't be one of these asses that act like, well, I'm here. Yes. I, exactly. You, that hint, you will not get invited back ever. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you showing up sometimes doesn't doesn't qualify no, as being good enough. <laughs> being good enough, um, and it's also you know when you go to an event, especially when you're talking about being social. I mean, we talked a little bit on last week's uh, blog about what being social and what the word actually means a little yeah. bit, and it's the fact that when you walk into an environment, don't just stand there and ex expect the hostess to take you around and introduce you to everybody, you're going to have to take some time yeah. also to, to make get. yourself available. I get that. For all of you out there who don't, who, who love people, but don't necessarily feel confident in approaching people all the time. Um, remember the reason you're there is to get better at it. And the only way you get better at stuff like that is practice makes perfect. Right. So, um, one of the things I didn't really put down, but I think is a great reminder is come with a, a, a couple of really great questions, things that you love to know about people, you know, right. fun, you know, bright, friendly type questions. Um, right. It can be relevant to something that's going right. on, but always keep it positive. Right. And I think, you know, steer away from questions like, what do you do? Oh God. <laughs> What do you do? It's like, my, my, I'm going to sidetrack for a second. My husband, when people ask him, what do you do all the time? He starts to talk about his hunting. They're like, no, 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 no. What do you do for work? He goes, oh, you mean, what's my job? That's not what do I do. And I right. just thought that was such a great answer because so many people define themselves by their job. One of my friends, I was at an event with her, and one of the most amazing things that she said to people was, tell me something amazing that's happened to you this year that you, and it is really interesting to watch people's faces brighten up to talk about something amazing that happened to I them. Like and it that. Might, it's not even, it didn't have to be anything big or right. momentous. It could be, I lost five pounds. I made a goal. I watched yeah. my daughter's ballet recital and it was amazing you know it doesn't have to be momentous you don't have to cure cancer people no. you just i restarted the blog talk show <laughs> exactly something fun exactly just something that makes you feel like you are now an interactive part of a conversation well and there's nothing that is more flattering to a person than people asking about their life because right. we are we're social beings and we like to share
Yes, so. absolutely. We kind of digressed a little bit. But well, we okay. do. That's, that's what we okay, do. Okay, so um, talking about homework, take the information you read up on an event and make sure you truly understand the expectation and desired results of the event. Maybe it's just a simple hangout. Maybe you're just going to the Super Bowl party and you're supposed to bring a veggie plate. Um, if you've been asked to bring a veggie plate, please bring a, a veggie, veggie plate. plate. Uh, or maybe it's more complicated, <laughs> and they've used a word like bougie, which I love the word bougie. I do too. Our friend Tracy used it for an event. She goes, "Do you think that's the right word?" I was like, "I love the word because it makes people think, and it does create an ambiance." Right. And what does what does bougie actually mean to you? Now you got to go look it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, bougie usually doesn't mean you go through the drive-thru at Wendy's and grab a couple of singles, you know, single whoppers and hope that you've made a great impression. You cut them into six pieces yeah, and there's, there's your appetizer now. Bougie <laughs> usually means you put a little more thought or effort into making something look important. or Asparagus wrapped prosciutto or yes. prosciutto wrapped asparagus. That's bougie. Bougie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> either direction, either way, you can yeah. wrap them around each Based other. Based free with jam. Yeah, there you go. Bougie. That's bougie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is we're going to be doing an entire show on this next part of it, but um, this is key. Uh, Learn to RSVP early and plan your life. RSVPs. Um, I, you know what, I, I, I find myself just shocked sometimes, and I get it. We get. If you're on social media and you have lots of social connections, you can get inundated with a lot of events. You know, um, the weekly DJ coming in at 17 different clubs, um, you know, every Wednesday uh, during the summertime, it's puppy happy hour. I get that you can't RSVP for all those things. But when you're talking about personal experiences, when you're talking about establishing yourself as um, a, for better social experiences, you do want to make an effort to RSVP and you want to do it early. There's two reasons. Number one, when people as hosts are planning these events, that takes money, time, and energy, like mm-hmm. we've spoken about before. Um, but you also want to commit yourself to the event. Mm-hmm. Because if you're one of those people who decides on the, the last end of it, you know, your, your mind categorizes experiences different when you put value to them. If you're like, oh, well, no big deal, then when you show up, you show up with that attitude and it becomes very apparent. So RSVP, RSVP early. When you decide to do something, go in full on it, enjoy it, commit to it um, so that you can really enjoy it. And then the the host will really, really notice a difference. Right. I mean, I try to relate it to people. Uh, I do a lot of private events for the company that I work for and a fair amount of the time we will get an RSVP, and yeah. but we always get the last minute people that, the, yeah, they're in maybe. Town. Well, it's also, yeah. it's also the culture that you're in. I mean, that's, right. there's a lot of travel, a lot of, you right. know, high-end business stuff going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. But it is very interesting. The people that usually, like you were saying, that commit early, plan on being there, spend the time and energy to read through an invitation, figure out how they're supposed to dress or behave or who else is going to be there. They're the ones that actually enjoy the events. Oh my gosh. Yes. The wishy-washy. Well, I had nothing else better to do. I had nothing else better to do. They usually come in with the attitude of, 
well, I'm here. You should just, like we said earlier, you should just be glad that I'm here. That's not the purpose of no. throwing events. No, you know, that's it, kind of, that, that's kind of, I don't, I don't even have the word for that. It'll come to both, me. Both Elsie and I have <laughs> done wedding planning oh, and house brides. And, you know, the thing that I've always told a bride is, and a groom, as they've talked about invitations for weddings, and it's like, who are you willing to spend $150 for a dinner and actually have a conversation with that person? Yeah. If you're just not willing to do that, then don't, don't invite, invite them. them. Don't invite them. And, and if you're on the non-receiving end of that, then you have two things you can do. Number one, you should always be gracious. Number two, if you're not being invited, then you, that's an opportunity. I mean, you have an opportunity to look in the mirror and go, okay, this, if they have an importance to you and you're not being invited, then you need to ask yourself why, and then you need to do things to remedy to fix that. Right. Don't make it somebody else's responsibility. Right. Um, and then understand sometimes things like weddings, you can only have so many people. Right. And there's budgets. You know, there's right. a lot that goes into it. But anytime you have an opportunity where you feel like you really wanted to be invited to something or should have been, in, and, and I use the word should have been lightly because that's, um, I think... I don't know. I think that touches on a little too, too much self-centered, but if you do, we're entitled to how we feel. If you do feel like you should have been included on something, then I think that's an opportunity to really take a look in the mirror and, and start having conversations with yourself as right. to why. Right. And again, we're talking about, this is a different, a social event where um, it's just an opportunity for people to interact which is certainly different than a charitable event oh yeah charity events you're being invited to for uh, a different reason much different different. (laughs) okay so next next uh, savvy tip leave your mental baggage at the car (laughs) now I can't tell you with this one and I'm just going to throw this in there if you're married or you've been in a long-term relationship, what is it? I think the average is like 60 to 70% of the time you're having some kind of a conversation in the car that needs to be left there when you yes. get out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it could be a conversation with a spouse or a friend or even a conversation with yourself. Yeah. You can go into it. I know, you know, women, we're so critical of ourselves. We can literally talk ourselves out of walking into a situation because all of a sudden we feel like we don't look appropriate or we're not having or we got to run in our nylon or we didn't like the outfit we chose or something like that you need to leave that all in the car yep. you've now as we've said before you've committed to this event you've rsvp now it's time for you to be a, 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 a part good, of it a good part of it yeah so yeah so we all have stuff going on we you know, if you're choosing to be around other people and socialize, the last thing when you walk into the door, the hostess was here is like, oh, my God, traffic was so terrible. And this is the most awful thing. And my husband and I got in fight. The, I don't like the my, vomit rhetoric. I don't like my lipstick. And what all oh, my shoes are. Oh, God, is one shoes on or shoes off? Oh, no, I didn't know. And, you know, that is not a comforting thought for the no. person that's hosting an event in the and, first and let's be honest the host has so many things from from that 24 hours before the event right. to the fi- finishing of that event they have right. so many things to uh, attend to that they're not even going to hear you and what they're going to hear is more like the snooping wah, 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 right. wah. <laughs> well and the other thing I'm going to add to this 
leave your mental baggage in the car, but if you're asked to bring an item to an event, have it prepared before you get to the event. Oh, please. Do not walk into somebody's house with your QFC bag full of stuff to make your veggie tray. Unless you've already touched base with them, and yes. that's okay. Right. But, yes, try to get it prepared right. at the time. And usually the hostess will actually tell you it's okay, but just don't do it. Just be prepared. Yeah. Have it done. Be ready. She's tried to make her kitchen clean and nice because, as we all know, if, especially if it's at a house, Everybody's going to party always ends up in the, in the kitchen. kitchen. Yep. Because that's where the wine is. Right. And we don't <laughs> want to see your celery stock sitting in the sink um, and, you know, carrots. I forgot about that one. That one. Okay. Next tip. Come with a positive or uplifting story or comment about social events going on in your community or the like. Um, I think if you take a look at you like being social and you're out there at all, and even if you're a, a mom who doesn't necessarily get out and do the quote unquote official social thing, you're still out there enough that you, there's a lot of positive things to be able to kind of make reference mm -hmm. to. Um, I would say that if you're in a really, really mixed group um, and you have kids and 90% of what you do is with kids, I would say maybe find something, you know, positive to talk about that's, maybe not about kids. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yeah. I had, you know, raised three boys and I was very much into everything that they were doing. Um, but when you're in mixed groups, people who don't have kids don't know how to associate to that. Just like if they're talking about all these things that, that they do because they don't have kids, you wouldn't know how to associate right. with that. So you Absolutely. want to try to create situations where you can be as inclusive in conversation in a social setting as possible. Right. And it hasn't, it doesn't have to do, I mean, if you're really involved in a political action community, or if you're really involved in a church, or you're really involved in, you know, some sort of a social activity, it's okay to touch on those topics. Yeah. Yep. It's just not, this isn't the time to don't you know, ramble or stand on a pulpit and say yeah, this exactly is, yeah. why you, you believe what you no. believe. This is, um, this is light and just like the wine we're drinking from Michael, Michael Florentino. Florentino. It's light and bright time. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. Is this Sherman the tank, by the way? Yeah, both way. We're taking a sip. We're taking way, another sip. It is savvy to take a sip in between. Oh, okay. So here's a quick little um, tidbit, which is great. Sometimes I get excited and get to talking too much. Typically, I will have a glass of wine. If you find yourself locked in a conversation and, and you're having a hard time disengaging because believe it or not, it sometimes it's just as hard to disengage yes. that as it is to engage with people. Take a pause and take a drink of your wine. Mm -hmm. And if you give five to six seconds for somebody else to start talking, they will. Right. And allow it because then at least if somebody's really interested in what you're talking about and you feel like you've been going on for a long time, they'll ask another question then you can go ahead and answer it. But if not, then just let the conversation go to a different direction. <laughs> there is a reason, again, why we were giving given two ears and one, one mouth. mouth. Oh, my God. We used to talk about that all the time. The term was use your God-given faculties proportionately. Listen twice as much as you talk. Exactly. And this coming from a talker. <laughs> Other things to consider to make it easier on you include knowing parking situations like we talked on before. Where are they? How far do you have to walk? What's the terrain you're walking on? Mm -hmm. Especially important for ladies um, with heels on and particularly with weather conditions like we're, we're experiencing right now. 
I mean, Seattle is not used to Detroit or Chicago snowfalls where in four hours you've got six to eight inches on the ground. Right. So you want to take all those things into consideration when you're going to events so that you come prepared because the last thing a host wants to hear is that you broke your leg getting out of your car because you didn't know what you were doing. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, knowing the weather conditions, umbrella, no umbrella. Um, what else, Shelly? To eat or not to eat? <laughs> yes. Oh, and I'm going to pull a little bit of an Al Gore here. I cornered the word hangry about 11 years ago, and stupid me for not trademarking the word. Because hangry is it's now... Very, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And it's a terrible way to start an event. Anybody with low blood sugar, anybody who just... Basically, any woman who's ran around with kids all day long and didn't eat anything, the first thing you don't want to do is walk in and literally start yeah, being cranky <laughs> and or making your way to the already not prepared veggie tray that they're making in the kitchen and chomping on the celery that's just already basically not being prepared cut. veggie tray. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, you know, always travel. I always, in fact, right now we have a little thing of almonds. I always have a little bit of nuts or a power bar or something. Because you, not only that, you don't know what they're serving. A lot of times you don't. I'll tell you, I went to a party that was given by these beautiful, wonderful Swedish people. And it was a lot of Swedish food, which a lot of it I um, found that I did not care for. It was a lot of... (laughs) Cold fermented fish and Swedish alcohol. See, I grew up in Ballard, so yeah, there was a lot of that. I would just yeah, and it was not your cup of tea. It was not my cup of tea. It was an amazing party, but of course, I proceeded to get incredibly drunk because (laughs) I found that I didn't realize that the alcohol that I was drinking was basically Everclear, and I came kind of with an empty stomach and the. Little potato crackers were oh, just no. not enough. Okay, yeah. So, uh, to note to self, hangry is dangerous. Yes. All right, so I was going to check real quick here, and I didn't get on it. Maybe I should probably do that real quick, like just to make sure that nobody had. One of the things that we're trying to do with Socially Savvy, and I should be on this, so you get to hear me stumble through it. This should be entertaining, um, is we ask different questions, and to see if you guys want to participate. At some Absolutely. point, give us a couple of weeks and we will start taking calls um, online again, which is fun. You can call in and be live on air. It's a little awkward, I will warn you, because there is a five-second delay. Thank mm-hmm. you. What's the regulation company for that? FAA? No. No, it's the <laughs> FCC or... FCC. Uh, yeah. So the, the delay on that can be a little bit interesting, but... Um, Give us a couple weeks and we'll start taking your questions and answering them live in person. Right now, we're just willing to answer them live if you type them. Exactly. (laughs) So you can go to um, the Socially Savvy page. You can go to LB Duchess. You can even go to Shelly Bennett and Mm -hmm. say, if you have a question about being socially savvy, um, has to do with the topic or even doesn't, feel free to email, text, message us, and we would love to share it with everybody. With that said, we're going to go into our second tasting. Thank you again to Michael Florentino. Um, They have provided us with a beautiful 2012 Mezcal. Um, It is, again, a Spanish-Italian style wine. And as a boutique winery, I think they do a fantastic job with it. 
I'm going to pour a little bit in Miss Shelley's glass. Okay, and just a, you said mezcal, so we know we're not drinking tequila. It's mezcalado. Mezca okay, we call it mezcal in the wine, but yes, mezcalado. Okay. <laughs> Rod always calls it mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I have her on the show. This is, this is yeah, it's not quite a hybrid of tequila and wine, no. but I would be a total fan of that if somebody wants to come up with that. So, Ooh. Ooh, sorry, we didn't tell you we were going to be tasting like at the same time. Mm -hmm. This one is again light and bright, Ooh. but it's a little bit more fresher. I think it has more of a fruit forward flavor profile. This, in my opinion, would be fantastic with chocolate something about it reminds me of sunday yeah it's a chocolate or cheese wine cheese oh yeah this would be fun for a cocktail party yes this is um, a great especially for people who maybe don't have a, a really developed palate i think this would have um a, an appeal for somebody who's newer to red right i think Absolutely. that they would love it not to say if you have a developed palate you won't love it no but if you're if there's a lot of people that it takes a little while for them to get used to a bold or a, a red wine. Yeah. So they, you know, most people, if they're not red wine drinkers, they say, oh, it tastes like vinegar. Or, oh, it <laughs> smells like vinegar. Well, it doesn't. No. But it takes a little while sometimes just to get your palate used to it. And this is an easy palate pleaser. Yep. This one's delightful by standing on its own or with foods. It is out of the Yakima Valley and the alcohol content is 14.8 percent. This will make it nice. Oh, it it. It. <laughs> it's got a little tequila in it. <laughs> Kidding people. Sorry. Brad, don't get mad at me. <laughs> okay, so now that we have done our second tasting, let's go ahead and chat on our um, next topic, which considering that we are in a polar vortex right now, oh, yeah. um, cold weather savvy tips. You know, again, in certain areas of the country, people are so used to dealing with the diverse weather. Literally, you can go 95 minutes to the other side of the state, Absolutely. and people are very, very, very well prepared. But when it comes to everybody else, right, uh, dealing with extreme weather, especially cold, is uh, not something that's on the forefront. So you take off in your regular day, you're in a hurry, you're worried about it going to take longer to get places. So you just get in this groove and you don't think about the possibilities of what could happen. Right. So we wanted to give you guys some tips on how to deal with severe cold weather snow tips brought to you by Yum Brigad oh, Brigadario, which is a Brazilian chocolate. Unlike anything you have had, no party should dare to exist without Yum. But like wine, it's for any time. We'll be learning more about their deliciousness in the weeks to come as they prepare to launch their product. That's fantastic. I got a chance to uh, taste the prototype. Oh, my God. Yeah. It comes in a little jar, and you just spoon it out. You can put it on what? crackers. You can put it on fruit. Oh, my God. And any Brazilians listening are going to go, they know exactly what that is. Oh, my gosh. So it's like Nutella. Brazilian. No, 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 no. You cannot say that. It is not like Nutella. Let me just <laughs> she warned me. She goes, people say. She's like, no, it's nothing like Nutella. Okay. All right. but <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, there. There we have a clarification right off the get go. Yes. So. I love that, Chili. You can always count on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week across the country, we got the age old reminder that weather happens when and how it wants, and sometimes in ways we're not used to. So, here are some freezing snow weather tips to help you get through. All right, so being a girl that grew up in eastern Washington. I'm sure can, you're going to have a lot of things oh, yeah. to think about. Yeah. 
Um, if you cannot drive, don't. Don't do it. Just don't. If you are not, my friend Katie is, and she is the first to tell you, <laughs> she is not a snow driver. She's she a fair is, weather driver. She is a fair weather driver. She is literally from here, but she spent a lot of time in Hawaii. But she will tell you, no, I am not going to drive in this. And I have to tell you, I so appreciate her not being oh. on the road. Um, well, and also knowing, okay, so with that said, I was ski patrol, so I drove when I had to. Right. But I'm not always comfortable. So when I'm not comfortable, I right. don't. But when I'm feeling like, no, I got this, I had a little Honda Pilot. I was literally driving around suburbans who were in the the trenches because, again, they should not have been out there. Right. So know your mood. If you're not in the right place to be driving, it's just as important as not knowing how to drive. Right. There's really, uh, growing up, again, like I said, in eastern Washington, there's we called it the three S's. Okay. Slow, safe, and straight. <laughs> so the straight. Slow meaning not at a pace where you're crawling, but just slower than Daddy what Eddie. the speed limit says. I don't care if you're in a truck or an all-wheel drive or a front-wheel just slower than what it says safe meaning that you're in a position where you can get out of a situation if you have time to think and evaluate and then yeah yeah. so riding somebody's bumper or thinking that if it's a yellow light it's okay to go through during cold or no icy conditions no and straight meaning know how to correct if your car starts to slide if the back end starts to come around and you feel like you can see your butt in the mirror, go the same direction as your butt. Don't steer into your butt. Steer into your butt. So, and most importantly, if you get stuck, which is the fourth S, try to be off the road as best you possibly can. And just so that you don't cause any danger and don't get out of your car. If you can't get out of your car safely, just Just stay in your car. (laughs) Yep. One of the things for in-city driving that I've noticed is a lot of people, they they freak out a lot. And I think when you get out there, you want to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Just like you said, steady Eddie. Um, I remember, like I said, little little Honda Pilot. And I would literally just kind of, if somebody was skidding off and they're floating doing their thing, you don't slam on the brakes. You literally kind of just... Again, staying straight as you can, but go around them. Allow them the time to figure this stuff out. But if you stop, now all the people behind you stop, and now you've got a 20-car pile up. Right. So try to keep it going. Um, some great tips for things to have in the car, just in case, because you don't know what you're going to run into. Right. Uh, I know back in the day, and I'm not even sure what happened yesterday for people who are trying to ride the bus in, in cars in Seattle. I know that in the past there could have been delays as much as six hours trying to get yeah. home. You know, maybe you run out of gas, maybe your car stalls out. What do you happen if you're sitting there? Are, it, are you prepared to sit in your car? Right. Um, so great reminders, keep hand warmers and extra blankets in the car. If you do get stuck, make sure you can stay warm until help can get to you. This makes means taking into consideration how far away from help you might be. So having extra things like blankets, hand warmers, snack bars, and water help to get you through until help can get to you. Extra socks 
scarf and gloves are always a good idea as well. And the interesting thing, these are always good things to have in your car anyway. Period. Period. So, but how but, often do we? Right. And not only that, we are living in an earthquake-prone area as well. I mean, this yeah. also falls in, in truth for if something happened and you're stuck on the road because of a natural disaster of some sort, you should always have something in your Always ABP, always be prepared. Yep. Like they, uh, our grandmothers just, oh, I've got everything but the kitchen sink. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you feel like that, you're probably on track. Exactly. <laughs> um, so another thing to be cognizant of, and it's a, one of the things about being socially savvy, is to also know your neighbors, know the people around you. Um, do you have somebody elderly in your community or in your neighborhood or, you know, in your condo or apartment next door? Make sure that they're okay. Yeah. They might not feel like trying to walk to the store or something because they're afraid of slipping or something like that. Be sure to knock on the door and see if you can do something for them. Yep. I had, um, we had a situation where here a couple of uh, years ago when all the, the snow brought down dozens and dozens of trees. And uh, there was a tree that fell across a friend's neighbor's yard, and they were elderly. Um, and they went and cleared the tree right away because they were over 85 years old. So emergency services couldn't have gotten into them. So right. just kind of trying to think about, you know, what – it's not so much about being paranoid. It's more about the proactive. Yes. I remember uh, for a while lived out in North Bend, and North Bend had 200-year floods back-to-back. <laughs> And uh, where we were at, the house was literally trapped. And Oh, that's right. You had lakes around you. <laughs> I had lakes around us. <laughs> but I had, thankfully, we, always, we were prepared. And we also prepared for those around us as well. And one of the things that had, being prepared got us was our house fixed before anybody <laughs> else. Because I literally took the propane barbecue out and I was, barbecuing hamburgers and chicken and stuff That's and for the, the uh, Washington State Patrol guys and for the flagger guys and for Puget Sound Energy guys so that they would got, got something good and warm to eat while they were standing oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, because they the can be out wet. there for 16, oh, 18 yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Keep a, keep a pot of coffee on, tea, yeah. to offer friends and neighbors. Um, like we said, even emergency services people might be out there trying to clear roads and yep. restore your power. Yep. So, so you take care of the people taking care of you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Seattle Uncorked is a social wine club for wine enthusiasts to meet new friends and network with others who love wine. Unlike most wine clubs, those real hell, hello. Wow. Okay. okay. It, it it's seems, only a second. It's the tequila oh, and the wine. It's I'm not tequila. It's just me. I'm tired. <laughs> Whose real purpose is to sell wine. Seattle Uncorked is a resource to learn about fun events and classes. There's no membership fee to join. Members will receive a membership card and weekly emails with notices of events. Check out their upcoming event, Cab Classic, on March 2nd. Oh, is this David's this group? This is David's group, yeah. Seattle oh. Uncork does a lot of fantastic things between yes. Seattle and the east side, including um, Bellevue Maine's Wine Walk, Kirkland's upcoming pre-Valentine's Day Wine yes. Walk on Friday, which, uh, shameless plug for, because I didn't have yes. that in the, the system, but... Wine, I think, is a great, wine events are a great way to connect with people, especially Absolutely. if you're breaking into a social scene and you don't have that complete sense of self or, or comfort yet. 
um, you can have a 22-year-old standing next to a 92-year-old, and it's really easy to talk about one. Absolutely. And it's yeah. one of the few things that age, gender, religion, none of that matters. No. Does it taste good? What do yeah. you like about it? Yeah. <laughs> As one of our friends says, is it yum? Yum or yuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Brett and uh, Greg are going to love that. Mm-hmm. All right. One of the things I think I brought up earlier that we're going to be doing on the show is the socially savvy question of the week. And so we present this to our socially savvy listeners out there um, in social media on many platforms. And the first question we asked was this last week, it was, uh, what is the worst thing that you can do at a public event? And here's what we got back. Pretty sure they nailed it. (laughs) Number one, over drink and get loud and obnoxious. Overdrink and stumble around. Yeah, I think that. Qualifies. I think that pretty much yeah. is like number one. Yeah. yeah. I I get that you're going out to be social, mm-hmm. and that alcohol is very social, and it can be liquid courage. But when you're out there and you get too drunk, now you start falling into people, or for somebody like me who has a list, it becomes very prominent. So I have to be very careful. I can't get drunk because it becomes very obvious right away. And then you look like an idiot. And I don't like looking like an idiot. So. Yeah. If I overdrink, I have two mouths in one ear. Oh, you get chatty Cathy. I am chatty Cathy. <laughs> okay. So number two, puking in or out of the venue. Wow. <laughs> this one was up for debate. It got a lot of different uh, responses and, and different approaches to this. But, you know, again, it's just, I, I get sometimes we get surprised. Maybe you don't drink very often and you go too far. The point is don't go too far. Don't go too far. Just drink slowly. If Here's a, here's a quick little tip. If you're going to a social event and there's wine is flowing, you're having a great time, for every glass of wine, have a glass of water. Absolutely. Walk around with a bottle of water in your hand and and drink proportionately. You'll feel better and you won't make it laugh. Well, and you won't wake over as hungover either. Oh, my gosh. You know, the wine dehydrates, the water hydrates, and that's important. Plus, it will help things move out of your system quicker. So, yeah, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, Number three, double dip in food. I know. I can't believe it actually came up. Yes. I mean, we thought after the whole Seinfeld thing years ago that nobody would ever double dip again, but I have seen Oh, people it. double dip all the time. If you're like me and a lot of Latins and a lot of Italians and a lot of Greeks, like we like our sauces, you can dip and flip. So if it's a celery, you can dip the one in, take a bite and flip and dip in the clean end. You can't do a third dip on that same thing. I'm no. sorry. Nope, you can't do it. No. But dipping and flipping... I would say, and you can correct me, but I have seen it, and people don't get grossed out about it. It's just you want to do it slowly so people know that you're not double dipping. I don't know. <laughs> As the older I become, the more germaphobe I come. I'm the, I'm the person with the plate. Oh have word. a little plate. <laughs> Put your sauce on the plate. Stuff on the plate. That okay, way I will give you get, that. I will you, give you that. You won't be accused of it if it's on a plate. Nobody can accuse you of double dipping if you're taking stuff on a plate. Double dipping. That cracks me up. Uh, number four, brag. Oh, we've all heard of the boozy bragger. Everything in their life is absolutely perfect. Nothing. <gasps> oh my God! Have you checked out my show? We had seventy thousand listeners, which is so awesome. No, nobody cares. We nobody really that. cares. We freaking hate Don't. That brag it's me let somebody else talk about you yes try it yes you might like it 
It's, it always sounds better coming out of somebody else's mouth. In the words of Bette Midler from Beaches, enough about me. What do you think about me? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of that out there. Don't be that, don't be that person. All right. Um, uh, bring up highly controversial topics. Uh, no. Nope. 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 And, and this is where you have to be a little bit plugged in to what's going on. Um, if you're, again, new to the social scene and right. you're like, what don't I talk about? Um, do a Google search. <laughs> right. Seriously, what's highly controversial in politics? What's highly controversial in Seattle? What's highly controversial? And this stuff will come up. And you right. can literally cheat on your phone in the bathroom if you have to. Right. So think about it before you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, talk bad about the host. Yeah, I've been there. I would seen I that. would think that this would be a there's a word for it. A non it'd be a non issue. You but, would think. But no. It happens. I get that you can go to an event sometimes. Maybe you pay a lot of money for the ticket and it's not going how you thought it should. Totally get that. You can by all means let the host know. But the night of the event, unless it's something that they could do something about in that exact moment, which 99% of the things they can't, don't badmouth them. Mm-hmm. I just, it just it makes you look like an ass, period. You could be 150,000% right, and you're still going to look like an ass. Yeah. Because did you plug in all the lights? Did you move all the chairs? Did you hire all the bartenders? Did you decorate the place? Did you do all the ticket sales? I mean, I could go on and on and on with all the things that an event host has to do to put on an event. And anybody who has any knowledge of an event hears you bad-mouthing the host. You are now not on their list to invite. Right. Because they just don't want to deal with it. No. What else? What other little... Well, I thought of a couple that are, interestingly enough, we're talking about being socially savvy, and we have the opportunity with social media to hashtag or talk about where we're at at an event. Sometimes that's not appropriate. Oh. Sometimes you must or should or check with somebody, the host, if it's even okay. If it's a private event, 150%. Yes. Yes. If it's a high-end private event, definitely. Yeah. There are just some times that you just don't need to post where you're at or what you're doing or who you're with. Um, If there's a celebrity in the room and you want to talk about a celebrity or an athlete or something like that, they might not want to be known that they're at that event, not because it's a bad event or anything like that, but there are some restrictions. Sometimes they get to go to events yeah. and have a good time, and they just want to be themselves, Yep. and they don't want to be hashtagged at something. So just be very aware and very cognizant of whether or not reminder. you should be posting things on social media. Well, and I think a, a really good checkpoint for that is, is understand the difference between a private and a public event. Um, understand that celebrities know when they're up publicly that there there is a point of people can say anything. Right. It doesn't mean that you should. Right. But under those circumstances, I think sometimes if they're in a public place and you, and you're responding publicly, number one, keep the po- the comments positive, and number two, my recommendation is always um, post after the event. Yeah. Because they're there to enjoy. And if all of a sudden everybody in the area starts trying to come over to this event, you know, and this is a great 
thing for women to think about too, if you're traveling by yourself and you're going to events, one of the things that I've always done is I check in as I'm leaving. Um, you know, I could be downtown Seattle and maybe I have to walk a quarter mile in my car. Right. I don't need somebody following me. You know, you want to think safe, you want to think smart, and you always want to be savvy about it. Absolutely. And the other, my other point that I would make about events, when you're done and if you've had an amazing time at the event, whether it's a public event or a private event, please take a moment, whether you are more comfortable with an email or an instant message, or if you want to write, please write a thank you note. Oh, Tell the hostess or host how much you enjoyed your time and how, make it personal. What is, I think that's, a, that's a great there, reminder. Put something in there about the event that you really actually loved and enjoyed because they put a lot of thought and energy into providing this event oh, and yeah. doing it. They would love to know what you took from the event. So please write email, text, instant message, but at some point, take a moment to say thank you, other than just saying thank you on your way out the door to the host or hostess of an event. Well, and I think it's a, this is a great opportunity to bring up people who are doing these big events, and we're going to bring up you know, our co-host, Tracy Klinkroth. She yeah. does Venice's Thinking, which is this amazing, over-the-top event mask ball people plan their dress attire for six oh, months amazing. some people make these costumes to go on after that and go on either social media you know any place where you can make a positive comment um publicly i think it's fantastic because when somebody puts so much blood and sweat and passion into something every little comment is is this amazing little jewel that you're giving them. Right. Um, if you have negative comments about an event or you feel like you have things that you could tell them that would be helpful, uh, even if it is negative, try to present it in a fact-based way. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep emotion out of it and do it privately on the backside. Do yeah. not do it publicly. Um, and, you know, I am going to be addressing Yelp users out there as a Yelp elite. Uh, I am very, very cognizant if I do leave a less than positive review or negative review, keep it fact-based and um, always leave the door open to uh, having the event person or whoever you're having this conversation about this negative experience with to come back and talk to you about it. Right. You know, the whole thing is everybody has a bad day. Things happen people don't know about. And to think that it is completely isolated and all about you is Right. Stupid to say the least. Right. So be compassionate about it. But I love that going back and saying our grandparents taught us write thank you letters for God's sake. Absolutely. So with that said, um, we want to thank everyone for their questions and for their comments for our questions this last week. Uh, please look forward to next week's socially savvy question and give us your input. It's not social if it doesn't include others. That's right. Okay, so the next thing, I love this, <clears throat> top five things not to bring to an event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to start, Shelly? A bad attitude. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I, and again, it goes back to, you know, the minute you step out of the car, the minute you walk through the door, be the best version of yourself you possibly can be. Yeah, don't bring a bad attitude. I don't care how much you pay for the ticket, don't bring it. Yeah. Um, number two, an uninvited guest. Yeah. No. Okay. This includes children, unless previously cleared with the host, and it is a child-appropriate event. Um, and I'm going to go into number three. It also means pets. 
Um, and again, unless cleared with the host. It's not that people don't think your pets and children are amazing. Sometimes it's just not appropriate. And, and a lot of times venues have very specific regulations and rules, thank you, right. Washington State, yes. as to what can and cannot be um, allowed. As far as bringing a plus one, um, the days of the automatic plus one are okay. gone. They're gone. They're gone. So unless it, the invitation says to Miss Shelley Bennis plus one, then you have to assume it's just you that's being invited. Absolutely. You want to hit number four? Gossip. Oh, we don't we can't gossip. gossip. No. Even after that third glass of wine, you don't get to start talking about anybody, anything that is not both positive and or complimentary to the event that you're at. Totally agree. I have a number five since we have a blank spot. Oh, good. I was I was like I had a backup, but I thought you might have something cool. Giant. <laughs> Handbag. Oh my gosh, why tasty with giant handbags? I love it when you literally get pummeled by the the I don't know Michael Kors, Herrera, whatever it right. is that you get whacked Do in the head. Bring your biggest Louis Vuitton, your no. biggiest Michael Kors, your biggest. And do not bring a backpack to an event unless you are willing, first of all, to set it down and leave it and not worry about it. Which nobody ever is. Which nobody is. Or don't sling it over your shoulder, especially in an event that's going to be busy and crowded. And like I'll be saying, you're carrying a wine glass and you're just massively whacking everybody with your bag. You know, clothing is and bags are there. Are, they should be party appropriate. They should be party appropriate. If you have any questions for a host um, about what you should or shouldn't do, you want to make sure to ask them two days before the event. Absolutely. The reason for the 48 hours is that 24 to 48 hours before an event, they are so literally buried in event details that there's a good chance that they're not going to respond to you. And so with that said, you want to make sure that if you have a question that you really feel needs to be addressed, my suggestion is always 72 hours before the event. I agree. Fire it off and get it done. Um, with that said, we're going to go jumping into our fun events coming up um, to be social. All these events will be hyperlinked for your ease to find on the Facebook postings of the show and in our events pages. Yay. Socially Savvy currently has several events pages, but if you're in the area, the ones that we have are Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment, Socially Savvy Seattle Events and Entertainment, Socially Savvy North Seattle, and North and South Sound Events and Entertainment. Um, with that said, the first one that we're going to chat about here real quick is Seattle Social Circle presents a winter soiree. This is happening February 8th at the Collective in Seattle. Come meet more like-minded people and make new friendships. Work hard and play hard. After that, of course, we have on February 9th, Venice is sinking. Love it. This is at the Seattle <laughs> Design Center, one of the most sought-after events, I think, in the Seattle area for February. It's one of probably the most impressive at over 600 attendees, but you can still move around and have a good time. Yes. She's picked a great venue in the Seattle Design Center, and in past years, there have been some cramped spaces, but if you've been to one, um, if you got to go last year, if you have not been to one in the last couple of years, you'll be very pleased to find that you can roam around and mix and mingle with lots of mysterious yes, guests. absolutely. <laughs> Uh, our next event is Be My Valentine fe featuring Jeffrey Castle at Sweet Lounge on February 14th. 
It's a long-standing Valentine's Day tradition to celebrate love with food. Sweet Lounge and Restaurant will be delivering a night to remember featuring a delectable four-course Valentine's dinner with wine pairing options, romantic selections of champagne, and specialty cocktails, all while enjoying their one-of-a-kind dinner show. And if you've never been to the Sweet Lounge, uh, their dinner show includes aerialist acts. Oh, yes. They do. I do love it. Fantastic job. Um, Cabernet Classic, March 2nd at Porsche Bellevue. This Ooh, grand wine tasting one. event features the class act and king of the grapes, the Cabernet. This event helps raise funds for one of Northwest's favorite local charities, Talk It Up TV. Be kind, changing the world through positive messaging and acts of kindness for those in need. So with that... Oh, I had different notes and lost my truck. So this is what happens when you go live. I'm so glad we don't have video. Uh, Western Washington golfers will have the chance to get a jump start on the 2019 season when the Seattle Golf Show returns to CenturyLink Field Event Center, February 16th and 17th. These guys are also the ones who helped produce Proof Washington's Taste of Washington, Vintage Spokane, and the Civil James Beard wow. Dinner. That, so you want to go to a quality event, these guys are the ones who are throwing it. <clears throat> Again, all these events and more can be found at our local events pages, Socially Savvy East Side Events and Entertainment, and Socially Savvy Events, Seattle Events and Entertainment, to name the major ones. Check them out for more fun events in your area. These are groups, and they are free to join. There's That's great. No expectation. Thanks for joining us today. We hope we inspire and intrigue you. If so, please like our page and share our shows and let us know what questions or stories you have about being socially savvy. Watch for our announcements for next week's show. We would like to thank our show sponsors, Sweet Lounge Restaurant, Yum Brigadero. Wow, I'm just still having a fun I am stumbling with that. with that one. Sia Lundcork, The Power of She, Sparkling Ice, and Talking Rain. And remember, make every event better because you were there. Have a socially savvy week, everybody. Thank you.